episode number 176 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tommy, you're sporting a fantastic-looking T-shirt there. It's uh, it's an orange and pink called Boston Runner. Uh, but that's not the only that's not the only thing. Oh, it's, it's Saucony endorsed as well. Oh, oh, he's giving me a wee twist here. Uh, a wee. Oh, it's uh, what is it? Boston runs on Dunkin' Donuts, isn't it? That's the bingo. One. You yeah, know it. That's not the only thing about his apparel that was quite humorous to me. His button popped on his jeans, folks. Oh, Kyle, I can't believe you're sharing <laughs> that with listeners. Honestly, it was, I mean, we're, we're, again, you know, Tommy's still in Paris here just now, and uh, he's shown me his button, but literally, I'm looking at him, and this button just pops out in the air onto the screen, and, you know, and he hasn't even got a, a Dunkin' Donut to hand. All he's doing is, he's, he's he's got a beer in hand this time. I don't know, what kind of beer is it you're drinking? Is that is that it's to a, be? Is it? It's a Gallia Vice Versa. Which oh, is a good nice. uh, um, Do you know what, though, Kyle? This the button popping is actually the. I think is the. I'm hoping will be the straw that breaks the camel's back for me because I am. <laughs> I've really felt the last few months. I'm. A, I'm. I think you know people roll their eyes, but you know when you think oh, I'm fat, I'm overweight, I'm slow, I'm fat, and I, I just feel like I'm carrying a bit of timber. I've said that before. My diet is not where it used to be in the sense, like it's a willpower thing. But I'm in the office every day now. There are croissants and pan of chocolate every day. Is that? Oh, but that, you know, I'm having like, you know, it's just a You're living a little, eh? Well, I am. I'm I'm just got, I mean, too much cheese and wine is on weekends is what was happening. But well, it's clearly working for 10 kids, though, eh? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly, which would suggest that it's all probably just in my head. But as Kyle says, the button on this popped. and it popped at quite an annoying time because so, I guess, as I shared with Kyle, but not listeners yet, I'm actually not running at the moment either, which is, I know. it's not even like I can go out and do anything about this <laughs> button popping waste that's expanding. It's, uh, and do, do you want to share, but I mean, do you want to share what the injury is? Or are we going to, is that? Keep, no, I can do so. Listeners, listeners who may remember a couple of weeks ago, I was saying, oh, that's so groin. And actually, we're going to come to rants and we'll come, we're going to oh, circle back. Got to a cracking one for you, folks. Kyle's got a great rant, which I'm going to input on a wee bit as well. But I, so I had a sore, I had a sore groin. Actually, it was, if I'm honest, it was a bit sore after the 10K, the champs. Didn't think much on of it. A couple of runs to work. It was a bit achy. Did a run. I did the part in a couple of weeks ago. It was sore. I did a long run. It got quite sore two weeks ago, actually. Quite sore on the long run to the extent I cut short. I'm feeling I was saying, I was like, I need to go and see a physio. Maybe it's, I said, it's probably just a strange. He said, go and see a doctor. So I went to see a doctor. I managed to get an appointment the next day, actually. And I have a hernia, oh. which is a, a pain in the arse. Well, it's a pain in the groin is what it is, actually. So um, I'm now waiting to uh, to get to well, to get surgery, I guess, to get cut open, sorted out, patched up, and then back on it. Now, I'm hoping by the end of May, I'm going to get that done. But the doctor said, don't run on it. I didn't run for a week and then I ran, well, six days, jogged apartment on Saturday. It was quite sore jogging. So I'm exclusively on the bike, um, which is, I mean, you know, me, I've had, we all, everyone has injury issues. And I'm hoping though this one is a open and shut case in the sense, I just need to get this sorted, stitch it up. I'll be fine and I'll crack on. Unlike my knee, which never seems to have a, a fix for it. So I, I don't feel too, I don't feel too despondent. Uh, I feel annoyed because, I feel frustrated because the, the 10K and 5K goals the next month are out the window. Yeah. Including the fast 5,000. But anyway, so listeners, we're going to, we're going to start, I'm gonna, as you share that now, my running chat over the next two, three weeks is going to be quite low. So you're going to have to yeah. 
rely on Kyle's. Uh, <laughs> oh God, that's not Kyle's build up for I think but, we're just um, going to have to rely on other people. You know, live through the lenses of of mm. of yourselves, listeners, and you know, you sharing all those cracking stories and those exactly can tart running shorts that you all wear, and then in our episode short sighted or or not episode, what you call it within an episode. Uh, I don't know. Our feature. Feature. That's feature is that the word I'm looking for? Feature. Feature is fine. People understand what that means. Short sighted feature. Yeah. Short sighted. Uh, but before we get into that, we do have an interview for you folks tonight. It's not live, it's been pre recorded by yours truly. Uh, and it's your man, the myth, the legend, who gets many a mention on the show because he does he does a race a week almost. Uh, is the operations manager of Active Route. James Waldy. So he's going to be on the show. He's a top runner in his own right. Um, so yeah, well, do you want to we'll just jump let's on? Go, well, let's go straight, let's go straight to do it. Let's do it, folks. Uh, so here it here he is, the ginger man himself, the non-ginger ginger man. I don't know what you call that. Uh James Waldy. Okay, so we have James Waldy from Active Route on the show now. Uh, now James is the operations manager for the for the brand, um, and I, you know James is no stranger to me. Uh, we we go back a long way to to our days of of hill bashing, heather bashing. Um, I think the first time we kind of what maybe officially met was at the was it the Snowden International, wasn't it? Like those many years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, about 30, 30 years ago now. No. <laughs> it feels like it, I tell you, like feels like it was 30 years ago since I, st- I was uh, my last hill race was. So um but yeah, it's be- it's great to have James on the show now. Um now we've we've had previous active guests on the show in the past. We've had Will on, we've had we also we had on, we've had um you've had George. George, of course. Ago. You can forget you yeah. can you can forget about George. We had, yes. we had, we had Gash on the show uh, <laughs> you know, when, when we were getting, getting pushed one time uh, just in Tommy's table. Not on his table, but uh, <laughs> anyway, we're, we're telling, telling too much. This is, uh, but anyway, as I said, it's, uh, it's great to have you on the show. And um, we're going to just kind of chat about your, you know, you as a, as an athlete and also just about the brand Active Root, kind of its, its origins, which, if you know, we're not going to talk hugely about that because if you don't know about Active Root, you're living under a, a rock that's uh, that's not got any any ginger essence or foxes kicking about. <laughs> um, so yeah, in, in just about the brand where it's at just now, and you know what the kind of future ambitions are for it as well. Uh, now I've kind of caught James off guard here because I just said we're gonna, we're chatting about other things, and I was like, right, we're going to record the show, so. Uh, it's probably me who's going to ramble more than more than James. So, uh, but yeah. Anyway, James, tell us a little bit about you um, as as a, as a runner and and you know kind of how you got into the sport and uh, and where you are now. Um, Big loaded question, eh? <laughs> yes. Yeah. How I got into sport? Well, I've been running for about uh, twenty years now. Um, I'm I'm thirty in June, so, so since I was about ten. Um, and uh, done all, all kind of sides of it in terms of started off doing track and cross country and then uh, gradually got into hill running and then 
um continued kind of doing doing that side of things and and still still do the kind of road cross country and, and hill running um based in in perth at the moment and uh, a couple of years ago joined perth uh, road runners but um yeah have um have had a kind of uh yeah, a fairly kind of good career, if you want to call it a, a career, and you know, run for, for for Scotland on on the hills and for, for cross country. Um, not not for a few years, mind you. Um, but as, as Carl said, when we we're at Snowdon, we we're in the same same Scotland Scotland team together. Um, I think that was back in 2014. Um, from from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, just have a real kind of uh, love and passion, particularly for 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 running on on hills and trails, and um, yeah, just um, just getting out into into the and adventuring and getting out into the outdoors and um, moving across cross country, you know, quickly and and that yeah. sort of thing. You know, I really enjoy the kind of the buzz that you get from from you know sprinting up a hill or whatever, and uh, you know, getting down again. So um, yeah, um, in in terms of kind of yeah future ambitions i'm doing um as many races as i can before june because um we've actually got a, a, a baby on the way then so um yes yes thank you they yes. make me well so, uh, up on on trs here jeez oh <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, uh, congratulations! Yes, yes. A, 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 a future prodigy to to compete with your two. Um, oh, well, hopefully, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My, I mean, Logan didn't start walking until like two years old, almost. Like, uh, so he's saving. His, he's got. But. He he knows he knows to save his legs. That's why. <laughs> right this time. <laughs> Oh, boy, that's that's great news. Um, and I, I think as well, it's funny because we literally haven't even chatted. We just, I just said to you, let's press record. So we never even got like a catch up. So let's just do it on TRS no. anyway. But to be to yeah. be honest, um, you know, you, you're probably one of the most mentioned uh, runners on the show anyway. The amount of races you do and, you know, albeit, albeit uh, easy pickings since you win them all, eh? Um, but... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pick Park the runs. right ones to do. Um, yeah, 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 check the start list. Oh, I think I might have a chance here. Yeah, I'll do that so I can get a mention on the show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's all. That's all I'm aiming for when I'm going to these races. Can yeah. I get a mention on TRS? Yeah. And then we no, don't I mean, even list the, the fixtures or the the results. Yeah. And you're, you're kicking yourself. Eh? Well, <laughs> Getting. I was. Um, yeah. I, I. Yeah. I mean. Perthshire and you know and, and around you know so sort of Fife and then up in, in Aberdeenshire there's so many um really great uh races um in terms of the you know the courses and that sort of thing I think you know you mentioned New Tile Hill Race which is I think it had 50 people running in that so it is you know it's incredibly low-key but it's such a nice part of the world and then you know, everyone congregates at the end and chats about, you know, this half an hour race and how tough it was. Yeah. It's just a really nice kind of vibe. And there's so many of those scattered around, you know, Perth and and and, and particularly this time of year that they're, they're easy to get to. You can yeah. you can crack on with them fairly quickly. Um, not that I don't like a kind of bigger race, you know, as up in Inverness doing the half at the beginning of March and then uh was was signed up to do Clack the Ben, um, but got COVID unfortunately. Oh, so that kind of, no. 
um, knocked, knocked me back for that. Um, yeah. But I, I kind of took the decision when, when we found out that we were having a baby not to sign up to anything major, j- just because I didn't want to put that added kind of pressure on myself. Yeah. So I'm just doing many as many races as possible oh, before the system before it's ex- too late. exactly yeah yeah <laughs> there's, there's absolutely tons coming up in in, yeah. in may and then yeah i mean well that's it isn't it i mean you've kind of alluded to sort of the beauty of all these races like the low key ones to the the kind of the higher end you know the the, the bigger events like inverness half and um yeah what's uh what's for you what's the attraction to to these races um Cool. Well, it, I think it's slightly different depending on the race. Um, I really, I really like the the, the buzz of of winning um, and feeling like you've you've run really well. Um, and that that's the same for for training as well. You know, when you go and do a really strong kind of uh, training session, um, I think it becomes easier if you are you know you're training well and that and and then you're you're racing well, well on top of yeah. that. Um, I think for road running, Inverness was my first half and I'd not done a huge amount um, prior to that, but I actually really enjoyed the kind of, you know, counting down the miles, looking at the watch every mile, seeing where you were compared to, you know, target times, yeah. you know, um, really surprisingly enjoyed that side of things because I don't, I don't really train like that. I haven't really raced like that in the past, but I, f- I found that yeah quite fun yeah. I think partly because it went well for me I imagine if it was the other way around and you were you know looking at your target oh. time and and uh, it was gradually running away it'd probably be the opposite but because I was getting quicker it felt absolutely great um well you were getting so, quicker. Uh, nice that's uh well what, I, what was your in, time in, if you don't mind me asking because I'm going to power a 10 you right now it's uh <laughs> right now I thought it was uh a 71 minute half, which is a cracking time, you know. Is that your first half then? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's your, your longest uh, distance as well, other than like some of these, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've done I've done longer in the in the hills before, but for, yeah. for a road race, yeah, it was the longest. It's I mean, I was I was I was aiming for 72 and I was 10 seconds down on that after four miles, but it's yeah. it was uphill slightly and into the wind, so the the next four or five miles were significantly quicker um so that kind of gave me gave me you know confidence for the last bit of the race but um yeah it was it was it was good fun it was nice to do something a bit bigger as well because i mean i think in that race it was like something ridiculous like 10 people got under 70 minutes or something you know um really fast now, were you wearing your carbon? Were you wearing those bouncy shoes, or were you were you in that yeah. pencils? Or, but, yeah, uh, no, I was wearing I was wearing some Saucony ones. Um, oh, nice. Okay, okay, it's not the fastest ones, is it? I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I would got another minute yeah. to take off when you get. To <laughs> I think um, some yeah. To, to to get a hold of those those Nike ones, I don't. I think they're about two hundred and fifty quid, aren't they? Um, the really really expensive yeah, ones. They are. So. Uh, I remember I got, I mean, the, the benefit, if you, you know, of, of doing a lot of races is you, you, you can sit, you know, you pick up a lot of vouchers and stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> when I got the Saucony ones from Run For It, I obviously had my club discount and then about a hundred pounds worth of vouchers. So, uh, 
They're big. It, you two wear them almost, yeah? Yeah, well, I mean, I took, I was a bit kind of, this time last year, I wasn't wearing them. And I was like, well, you know, coming from a hill background, a bit of a, you know, purist. But then yeah. I, I think I turned up to Perth 10K or something and you you feel like you're, you know, at disadvantage on the start line. And so I was just like, well, you know, you, 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 you've just, just got to join in with it. And yeah. Th- yeah. to be honest, I'm not sure... I, I imagine they do help you go faster, but what I found is it's more the benefit in terms of um, recovery mm-hmm. from, because I use them during longer road sessions and your calves just don't feel quite as knackered as yeah. what they would do after, you know, if you're wearing kind of a standard pair of shoes and that might be psychosomatic, but I, I do feel like I can go and run the next morning and feel okay having yeah. done 10 hard miles on the road um yeah okay that's, that's so. interesting to to know because usually it's you know it's the other way isn't it yeah you wear your normal shoes and in, in training and then yeah you wear them for race day but if they're helping yeah they're yeah, yeah i got i got um because i was asking about them and um it was actually finley from from run for it um who i used to work with um he Finley's said buddy, he, finley, finley, finley wild yeah oh finley wild does he work at run for it not for, not for anyone. Oh, no, Finley. sorry. Um, uh, sorry, <laughs> talking about this. Um, Finley, yeah. <laughs> Finley, yeah. Finley McAndrew. I don't ah, think right, you yeah, catch Finley Wild dead in there, uh, working around for it. But um, yeah. yeah, Finley McAndrew, the triathlete, said, De- yeah, Debbie probably knows him. Um, yeah. Um, but he was saying you use them in training purely for that kind of um, uh, recovery side of things. And I, it, it, yeah, it is a bit kind of heresy, isn't it? Wearing your racing shoes during during training because you know the idea is that if you if you run in shoes that are slightly slower during your training you'll feel great during the race but um yeah i don't know i kind of yeah i think yeah i, I think your your path i think it's dependent on who who the person is i remember when before the shoes came out i would wear like my racing shoes for some faster sessions like fart like or interval type sessions mm-hmm. on the road or the track and then and then even on the track, you would put your spikes on just to get the feel for yeah. the, the 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 movement patterns that you would be running at race pace. Uh, yeah. For some of my easy runs, I'll I'll just put my easy kind of hard, heavier, clunkier shoes on, and you know you you. Yeah. But a lot of the time, these shoes are quite you know they're not really like some of them have got a bit of weight to them. Uh, so it's it's just yeah. it's a completely different uh, you know approach to. To races yeah well that's it i think unlike a lot of you know i've worn um the adi zero and, and fast twitch shoes before and you wouldn't wear them often because they're so thin but yeah, yeah. the new ones are, because they've got the car you know the carbon plate they tend to be quite kind of thicker sold as well so you've got that much more cushioning and you know i don't i don't wear them on jogs but i do i do wear them you know once a week on top of races for, for that kind of Tuesday longer rep session on the road. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, it's, uh, oh, it's exciting. It's, um, and exciting for you, you know, for all these races coming up as well. And like, I, I'm with you, like in May, there's just so many races and it's not just the ones at the weekend There's ones midweek as well. And I know in, in Perthshire, there's always the <laughs> Hill race, uh, 
you know, our, our trail or our road race like midweek, which I think is quite quite refreshing as well. And could we yeah, haven't had that yeah. for two years almost, you know? It's just been like yeah. out. So there's like an abundance of of races. Um but kind of one thing that we don't really chat about, and and I think you know we're we're definitely going to start getting them, you know, chatting more about it now that the, as I said, things are opening up again. This hill racing, now you you know you're as you say as you say you're a racing snake, but you're still you know putting tapping your feet into the hills, and you know yeah. how how is the what's the kind of me being kind of absent for a while um what's the sort of the state of of hill running in scotland just now and you know how's how's things looking with with the calendar and it's a bit of a loaded question but from you see a lot of runners and you'll have a good idea of what's that like just now yeah well i mean i think um certainly the last few years has been a bit of a transition in terms of the the top end of the field yeah the the likes of um you know uh jethro um prasad prasad uh joe yeah. simmons um uh murray aren't you know that they they all kind of dominated you oh, know five, yeah. five six years ago and joe joe's still running at a really high level to be fair and, and yeah. jethro's still still thereabouts but it has gone through a bit of a transition and there's been kind of uh, uh, James Espy has c- come to kind of, the, I, I think, uh, dominate certainly the, the, the Scottish um, titles. Yeah. Um, blow his but head, I think... Eh? It's make his head bigger than it already is, eh? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I did that Utah record was his on Wednesday. Oh, so yes. I was waiting I'm for very, you to mention that, eh? If you are very going to mention pleased. that, I was going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> Does he know uh, that you smashed it yet? I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he did that to me when uh, he broke my record at um, Tapping North, it was. He, bro- he broke it by like seven seconds or something, I thought. Well, I think this, this one was what? six seconds. I think there was six seconds. Oh, was there? Was that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was tight. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. but I, I think um, certainly, I mean, I, I did... Um, Red Moss, which is a, a kind of a, a traily hill race um, yeah. from Belerno in Edinburgh um, back in, it was actually last May, so it was almost a year ago. And the quality there was was really high. Um, and I think that was partly because it was one of the first races after that kind of second lockdown. Um, but there, there's, I mean, you've, you know, I think the kind of Andy Douglas effect has had, you know, has been quite strong in the. He he has come into hill running and suddenly shifted it up a gear. Yeah. Um, and he he does he does do the kind of what I would call um, more European style um, yeah. hill races in in Scot in in Scotland as well. So he'll do the kind of the faster ones. Yeah. He'll do you know I imagine he's going to to Ben Lomond for the trial, the ones which don't require navigation basically. Um, <laughs> But that that I think has had, uh, you know, and an, it, it's brought people on, and people have seen kind of what they can do on the hills. So you've got the likes of kind of, um, you know, um, Tom Tom Martin, obviously really yeah. really fast at the moment, um, coming into the hills, um, and then uh, Ewan Brown as well. 
Yeah. So there's really, really good quality. I think I think the main thing that's maybe lacking in, in Scottish Hill running at the moment is people doing the champs races. There's a lot of good quality athletes doing one-off races, but the actual champs I've personally found have, have not had the same Seems level like of quality. Yeah. I, I for, for instance, I was um, second to, to James SB back in 2018 and um, I, I didn't have a great season um, so for me to come second was, you know, I had a few good races, but um, I, I don't think I was, I could declare myself, you know, second best hill runner in Scotland because I knew there were other runners who, if they turned up in the day, would beat me. It was just my, the fact that I turned up to all, all six of these races. So I think it's in a good state. It's just um, maybe the format of the, of the champs needs to change to, to really try and get people you know involved and really involved with it um and i've obviously just talked about the men's side of things um because that you know there's a lot of i know jill stephen fairly well and she's yeah. she's obviously dominated the the, the the women's side of things there and um but i think there's a few very good um uh female runners on on the rise as well which will give uh jill a run for her money yeah um, absolutely yeah i think there's definitely a lot of up and coming athletes in in the endurance sport in scotland and you know, when I see some of the, you know, the names that you've alluded to and the kind of current names, it would be great to to see some other runners transitioning from, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of like that too, you know, like from track or cross country, from road to, to the yeah. hills. And, um, and even some of the ultra runners trying some of the shorter distances on the hills. And I think that there's yeah. a transition and I think you can, you know, obviously just find out what, what works for you. Yeah. I, I I personally think I mean you you know you you tend to pigeonhole people or people pigeonhole themselves so they call themselves a hill runner they call themselves a road runner etc. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not sure that's particularly helpful. I, you know I guess the idea is that you need to be specific in your training to whatever event you're you're aiming for. But if you look at the 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 best kind of particularly the best hill runners. Um, so if you look at someone like Kenny Stewart, yeah. um, or, or Robbie Simpson or Murray Strain, they were fantastic on the hills, but that base was built upon, um, really fast kind of road running as well. Yeah. And they were able to go from, you know, road cross country hills and compete in, in whatever really. And I think that, that ability to, um, you know, transfer from from running disciplines is is helpful, and it and it builds strength. You know, if for instance, if you're if you're um, I, I came from a faster background when I first came into hill running, and it meant that on on the downhills or any sort of fast section, I was flying past people. You know, not so good at the up, but and I think that really helps, and, and vice versa as well. If you have that strength from hill running, you go into cross country. Cross country seems relatively easy, so. I would definitely kind of, you know, I advise people to try various different things, even if you're focusing, say, on a marathon, go and do like a, a trail race or whatever and, and mix things up a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's help, helpful mentally as well to be able to go, you know, go and, and change things. You know, Some of these races are absolutely fantastic. You know, they're su such good fun. Yeah. And what do you, I mean, I, I can know the answer, but it's, it's good rather than me rambling. Like where can... 
you know, how can people get involved in in hill running from a, you know, say that they're they've done a, a few races uh, like on the road and you know they go on entry central or they go into Scottish Athletics the fixture list and you know where can you find some of the the races in the the kind of hill running calendar? Where's the best? What's the best resource to to check those out? Um, sorry, let me. Sorry, I'm just getting a cool there. Sorry, is that right? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the the best place to 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 find out about hill running is the um, I think the uh, Scottish uh, hill running uh, website, and that's got a calendar of all the um, all the fixtures and the and the kind of information about what hill running is and the you know the criteria, so the rules that maybe you might if as a road runner you might not know about for instance um carrying your safety gear with you which sounds kind of um more kind of um you know that sounds a difficult thing but really in in reality it's just like a a map and then a white uh, lightweight kind of um uh, a jacket and trousers uh, waterproof trousers and then compass and whistle yeah i think i think the best the, if you want to get into hill running you know check out a kind of the smaller low-key race um you know maybe go and try a few hills beforehand for instance if you're in you know for, for me if you, you know anyone in perth and you've got canoe hill or, or moncrief hill so some of the slightly smaller hills you don't necessarily have to go and do a munro uh, straight away um and then just go and go and try it out. Perhaps do a bit of a bit of map reading beforehand, just so you're a little bit kind of aware of what that that means. Um, and maybe do it with it with a friend or something like that. So um, you know you've got company. But it's it's a tough sport um, in the sense that you know if you if you you're immediately running uphill, you're out of breath, your legs are yeah. sore. <laughs> um, you know straight away. Um, it's it's it is difficult but um it's it's really rewarding and and it's it's a it's a you know usually there's a fantastic atmosphere at the end because there's almost kind of like a real community feel because everyone's like well great we've all run up run up and down that hill you know how was it for you which line did you take etc yeah. yeah. um, wh- where did you get lost if it's if it's not marked <laughs> route, uh, you know these sorts of things <laughs> it's the normal the normal <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, particularly for me, yeah. Um right. but I th- I think a lot of people get put off by hill running because of the kind of the, the extreme star races. So for instance, the ones that are, are you know, really long, they take in multiple Munros, there's not a route. So you you know, you get from point A to point B using a map. Um and that's really not the case um with all with all hill races. For example, you know, we talked about New Tile. I mean, that was uh, marked with tape. It was half an hour long, and I think it was about um, it was about a thousand feet of climb. So it had a couple of climbs. So it was a, a, a you know a good one, a good starting one. And there's there's quite a few of them. Um, yeah. You know. So uh, yeah, I definitely advise people to get along to a local hill race and, and try it out. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you for that. It's uh, yeah, obviously it's a lot of information I know, but I, I just I, I personally think you know a lot a lot of runners could benefit hugely from you know trying 
some of the the non you know the non mainstream disciplines of our sport out uh, a little bit more so and you know personally I think hill running is one of those mainstream sports it's one of the most established ones in the the running calendar when you you look at the history of of it and even like yeah. games you know a lot of those have got really low key hill races and uh, yeah. going on for you know centuries you know which is crazy when you think about it uh, yeah. but no it's, yeah. Yeah, well, one thing, obviously, we haven't, really, we just kind of have chatted about your running and a lot just about the general Scottish running calendar, which is hugely refreshing. Um, but you're obviously heavy, heavily involved in, in the Active Route brand, which we've kind of spoke about in the past um, with uh, with Will and, and, and George and Gash, as his nickname is. Uh, but yeah, just kind of tell us about, you know, your story with, with the the brand and kind of how you got into it and you know what your yeah day to day role is in the in the in the in the job. Well, I, I, yeah, so I started with Active Route five years ago now, and it was just when um, uh, Will had gone um, full time, so he's quit his job, and I knew I didn't know Will, but I knew George. George was a client. Uh, a, a PT client of mine. So um, he mentioned that um, there was this kind of part-time role uh, going and I just started up the kind of PT business. So I you know, declared an interest and um, yeah, so started working part-time with Will. Um, and then um, as it, as it developed, uh, you know, more became more demanding in terms of time. And then I think it was uh, maybe three years ago where I, I also went full-time with it and, um, Yes. As, as did George and um yeah so kind of evolved evolved from there and um yeah we obviously started out with the, with the one uh, original ginger drink um and then developed a couple more kind of sports drink flavors and now we've um got uh, two more products with various flavors so we've got the uh, the electrolyte and we've also got the the gel mix as well um and to have gone from working out of uh, Will's back room to uh, we now work out of um, a warehouse just outside Edinburgh um, in in Lone Head so um, yeah we've we've we you know we're we're pleased with kind of how how we've grown obviously got even kind of loftier ambitions but um, yeah it it seems to be going quite well at the moment it's it definitely does you know like there's so many runners that I know of who are using active route including myself and uh and you know i've alluded to this in the past about just it's the greatest uh hangover drink you can you can get yeah when it, when it yeah. comes to non-running activities but which yeah. isn't how you would sell the the, the brand and there uh, but yeah i mean personally for me you know, i've been using it for a few years now and um and uh you know i, I think the the drink and not it's not everyone's taste you know ginger not everyone likes no. it, but <laughs> you can't really get away from that. If that's, it's, you know, um, you're, you're, yeah, I mean, I think that, as, as you say, unfortunately, we're, we're stuck in a market where there's a lot of um, faux science and there are a lot of kind of um, strange, different kind of, um, I guess you call them like remedy sports drinks out there, yeah. um, which um, I, I think kind of gives other sports drink brands a bit of a bad name for instance you know i I remember going to an expo once and it uh, tasting like a turmeric (laughs) drink 
that I've forgotten what it was supposed to do. But anyway, it t- you know, it tasted like basically liquid liquid yeah. curry. Um, I have to have turmeric and pepper. It, sorry? That's, uh, I remember getting put in my smoothie one time and Debbie's like, you need to stick some pepper in that. Uh, I like, yeah. You having me on here, like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was almost kind of um, yeah, it, it, yeah, made you kind of gag a little bit, and Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it, you know, and and so you've got that side of things in the industry, and then you also have the kind of the a lot of the mainstream brands where, um, I think they only do well, or you know, people buy their products because they are a mainstream brand, um, so. You know, if you look at SIS or High Five, and it's it's all kind of artificial ingredients, and yeah. it, it you, you know they, they are. I don't think they actually benefit you if you're out running or if you're out cycling or whatever. You because uh, you, you know you're putting something into your body which your body isn't used to, and yeah. that's why people get these kind of gut problems because suddenly your your stomach's like, um, well, I'm already under intense pressure here because you know we're out doing a three hour run. And you've put something into me where I've, I've got no idea what I do with this. Yeah. Um, but that's just the the way the market has been for the last 30 years since kind of sports uh, sports drink or sports gel companies first first really started. Um, and that's kind of the way it has stayed. So I like to think that we're kind of, you know, we are doing something slightly better and um, for customers. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, one of one of the great things about it is when you do hear that feedback about how someone has had you know real struggle fueling or hydrating a particular distance um but have come across active route and it's and it's worked for them and and Mm. you know that's that's you know absolutely great to hear um so uh yeah what's been your um what's been your most popular product from well in in kind of current yeah I think, I mean, the, the, because it was, you know, the first one that we brought out, I think the original ginger kind of sports drink is still the most um, popular for people. Um, We do kind of, we sponsor a lot of um, ultra distance events, such as, you know, the Murray ultras. Um, um, And uh, I think if you're doing those sorts of events, you need to take, um you know some sort of drink with you and because that you know the drink kind of settles your stomach and allows you to keep fueling i think it's quite a kind of you know it's an important thing for people and, and we've had a lot of good good feedback from from yeah. um ultra runners in particular two two things that are kind of quickly becoming more established and um more popular i guess and number one is the refills which isn't a product but uh-huh. basically we, we just came up with the idea where if someone had a tub, you probably don't want another tub if you run uh, out of powder. Amount of, before uh, the, these refills came out, the amount of tubs I had. And I was like, exactly. Tubs, you know, I mean, there's, there's only so many, uh, you know, sweeties you can put into them, you know, like. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> or you have, you just have, you know, um, you know, a, a growing kind of, you know, library of various different tubs of powder and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. that, um yeah we so we yeah we just came up with this idea about doing refills and um i don't think i think we're the only kind of sports drink company that that does it so and people people i think really like that idea yeah. certainly we I, we sell more refills than we do tubs oh really um, oh, okay yeah um oh, and cool. then the other thing that's kind of um 
just starting to kick off a little bit is is the gel mix, which um, I don't know. It's basically it's similar to the sports drink. It's just a powder yeah. that you mix with water, but you do this in a soft flask. So we came up with this idea when you know you, you think you know we're trying to become more environmentally friendly, and particularly you know you hear about races wanting to be oh. kind of waste free and yeah. not dropping litter and yeah. the big problem with with gels aside from being bad bad for your guts is that once you've opened them where do you put it and i remember you know plenty of races where you put them in your you know your pockets or whatever and then you basically give yourself a wax taking <laughs> off your shorts because you've they've, they've stuck onto your legs mixed with sweat and whatever oh, and um, i've done that many a time and, and you're absolutely right uh i mean yeah. two things two things there like number one the amount of ra races i've been to and even training runs in the country and you see gel gel wrappers all over the place yeah and yeah it just looks so bad it's embarrassing for the the running community that that's or even the cycling community as well uh that they're all over the road like you think you know we, we should be protecting and yeah yeah because that's why we go out you know and that's why we use it uh, and then also like the, my, I remember doing the Mozart 100 and I've got like my zip pocket and the amount of gels that I had to take and then stick into my zip, you know, the back of my pocket. Yeah. It's like, I look like I've just been, you know, shopping and I've just shoved all my products in my, you know, my yeah. shorts and it was, and I'm like looking for a bin and I thought there's no bins in the mountains, is there, you know? Oh, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, that's yeah, it, that's it's, I've been yeah. using the, the gels as well. I, I think it's it's you know it's definitely hugely innovative, innovative, yeah. and, and quite simple as well. Like you know the the gel yeah. mix actually works. Uh, and again, it's um, they've got different flavors and it's uh, an acquired taste. And I mean, some of them don't really taste the ginger. I think it's the coat. Is it the peppermint? Not the the yeah the pe peppermint cacao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite um, that's quite unique. Uh, it's I don't think yeah, I, mean, I like it. So. Yeah, I heard Tom had a bit of a yeah funny reaction. To it. I mean, the, the 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 other beauty of it, I think, is that um, firstly you can mix it to your own consistency. Yeah, so yeah. if you don't, if you want it less strong, you can add water. But we've you know we've highlighted it before with a gel, you have to take it in one, and yeah. so you've got 30, 30 grams of sugar suddenly hitting your stomach, yeah. which is a lot. Right. whereas with gel mix because it's in a soft flask you can sip on it yeah so you can have a little bit every 10 20 minutes or whatever um which means that you you don't get those kind of peaks and troughs in terms of your you know blood sugar levels um yeah you can it is, i i i find it difficult because it's so <laughs> obviously because it you know it's mostly sugar yeah you're kind of like um Oh, this is really nice. I think I have some more, and you end up kind of like, you know, <laughs> be careful. Ninety grams in half an hour, you know, oh, and you're absolutely yeah. buzzing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you've got to kind of restrain yourself a little bit. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think we've got a yeah, a good a good little product there. So um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And what about um, like you know, what's what's the sort of other plans that you've got? with active route in terms of products and obviously you might you don't want to tell everyone but is there any any, any what's the direction that you guys are moving in without yeah we're always a bit kind of wary of um 
bring out something new, whether it's a, a flavor or a product um, f- for the sake of it. You know, we want, we want to know that it's, it's, if it's, if it's a flavor that is one that does something different mm-hmm. to our current range rather than just a new flavor. So, you know, we brought out the, the, the green tea because it was less sweet than the other two. It was quite a mellow taste. And yeah. I think, you know, people enjoy that kind of later on in their events. Um, and when it comes to a product, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a hell of a lot of work to uh, bring out a, a new product range. And the problem we've always had is because we're, you know, smaller company, um, the kind of demands of minimum order quantity, whether it comes to powder or the packaging, uh, side of things is quite kind of you know you, you have to invest quite a bit of money into to bring out a new product but I mean we've we've um, we've been looking slightly at kind of chews so something similar to, to shop blocks oh, okay. uh, just because we have a lot of um, we, we you know once every six months or whatever we we ask our customers kind of what they're looking for and quite regularly people say the kind of the chew side of things um, so that that would be, um, you know, a kind of like a, a block of, say, uh, 25 grams of, of um, carbs, obviously, with the ginger. Um, yeah. So something that you could kind of take take with you um, out on a long day in the hills or something like that, um, rather than, uh, you know, if you don't like gels. Um, so that's that's something that we're looking you know, we're, we're looking to do. We, we have in the past looked at. Um, bars um and uh i think is what a lot of brands are going into is the kind of bar side of things the the difficulty with it is actually creating a bar that's palatable and also has a good shelf life on it because to 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 make it have a good life you have to dry it out but then if you're dehydrated trying to eat a dry bar yeah Oh, that's it's, yeah, I know. it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, you either make something that's great for the customer, but has a really, you know, uh, short uh, best before date on it. Um, or you go the other way and you make something that take, takes the stress out of the, you know, the, the stock levels, but um, means that, you know, the customer doesn't have a good experience. Um, so I think we'll probably stay away from from bars uh, in the near future, and and if we are going to bring out something new, it will be uh, will be choose. But we're we're always happy to um, you know t- take um, you know listen to advice and that sort of thing. I think the main the main thing at the moment for us is getting back to events and, and, and supporting um, athletes at them because you know obviously the last couple of years um, we we haven't really been able to attend many events and. Yeah that's that's kind of you know that's where we we get to see people people get to try it out whether it's for the first time or they get to restock and um i think it's personally i think what you guys do is great and it's such a it's such a great way of telling people about active route and it's such an organic way as well and you get so much more feedback from from it as well and even you know from you know myself being a I wouldn't class myself as ambassador of, of Active Root. I think it's more, I'm more of a supporter and a, a fan of it um, and just kind of what it stands for. And like the amount mm-hmm. of people at the races who just swear by Active Root, um, it's it's hugely, you know, it's, it's great to have 
you know, a, a company such, such as Active Root in Scotland. Uh, so no, but, you know, obviously, hence why, you know, we're the Money Way Ultra series is a, a supporter of Active Root and we're looking forward to, you know, getting the, getting the, fo- the ginger fox up. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Getting the, the, the Active Root mascot taking part in the, the race series. And I've got, a, I've got a proposal and it's from Debbie that I'm going to talk offline about. Basically, in fact, now I'll just tell you now. Debbie wants uh, active the the fox to be a teddy bear, and mm-hmm. wants to give out prizes of the fox, the races or spot prizes or something. Do you have a teddy bear fox? We we've got a couple. I wouldn't give them out as a prize, as they're a bit manky. Are they? Um, right. well, but we, we do. We do like uh, buy, you know, make them. In well, we, in, interestingly, we do. We um, do have an ambassador who um knows someone who's well she she knits she knits these active root foxes so we've seen a couple of them on instagram so i will get in touch about um perhaps getting a few Uh, such a great uh it'd be a great thing for the races we were like yeah you know it's like the commonwealth games you know they get their little uh or the olympics to get their wee i can't remember yeah 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 you get the yeah the the yeah, the memento. Yeah, yeah, it's a good yeah. idea. Man. Scotland's um, have, Scotland have got their fox, you know. The wee teddy bear. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can wear a pair of tight running shorts as well. You know, a little mini pair of tight running shorts. Boom. That's a good idea. <laughs> and then another thing we've got to chat about before we we head off is um is an active root feet beer mile. Uh, active root mile. We need to get now that things have opened up again. Uh, Tom, you know, we we might we might try and revisit that and, and get something potentially definitely, you know, definitely the, yeah. the Perthshire races as well, uh, uh, somewhere in the central belt. So let's yes. let's start offline about that too. But um, but yeah, bef- before you go, this is your first. Is this your first time on the show? Yes, yeah. Is it? Jeez, well, we better give you some quickie questions. That are fartlet questions. So it's gonna be yeah. as long or as slow as you would like them to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, so so the first one, I'll give you a, a nice and easy, a nice easy one. Um, rest day or recovery day? Uh, rest. Nice. What's your favourite shoe? Ooh, um, the uh, uh, Innovate Two Twelve. Uh, what's it called? Um, the X Talon, yeah, Talon, I've worn that since it's since it first came out about oh god, two thousand six. Do you know what? That's Through all the iterations, it's such a versatile hill running shoe, wasn't it? Yeah, compared to the yeah. X Talon, like the one ninety, which the upper just ripped. You know, your first race. Your first they've they've tried to yeah bring out various different kind of competitors, but um, yeah, that one's always always uh, stayed a kind of uh, yeah good shoe. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm on like uh, an ultra only ultra one, quite quite good, but it's just it's not the same as uh, the two one two. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The same grip, like. But uh, what's your favorite race? Flip. Um, oh, I would 
I think for the, the the overall kind of feel and not just the kind of running element of it, but the kind of community and the fact it's in February and um, you're coming out of winter and it's the first hill run of the year, Carnethy 5. Oh, Carnethy, I like it. I, I was like, is that um, the going to chat about Carnethy, yeah? The yeah, I think... usually, isn't it? Which You know, I've uh, well... Yeah. No, I don't enjoy the Nationals. Um, <laughs> I think Carnethy's just, um, it's such an epic race. I've, to be honest, I think I've only done it three, no, I've done it four times now. So, but it's one that really, if you do it, you're going to remember it. And I've yeah. probably done, you know, I've done hundreds of races, but, but that one I can remember all, all you know, the whole exp- the whole day out essentially yeah. and that's that's quite a rare thing when you do a lot of races to remember you know that in particular so um yeah i think i'd have to say Carnethy five though you know there are plenty of really really good races out there yeah 100 yeah i also funnily enough i really really like um camperdown park run oh really <laughs> That if you've done it, it's um it's obviously around Camperdown Park yeah. and it's uh it's pretty much it's entirely off road and uh, yeah just the, uh, the the you know when you when your your wee one's born that that park is one of the best parks in Scotland. Oh but, really? Oh, yeah, so good. Like we, yeah. it's just huge. It's massive. It's just brand new private ships. Uh, you know boats. Name it. Uh, yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah. So no, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you just try it out yourself you know when you finish the park run you might yes just... yeah yeah <laughs> risk assess it you know <laughs> uh, exactly. what's your favorite session i i i uh hmm, i really like uh, longer kind of i guess you call them threshold reps so um i don't know something like uh um 10 by four minutes or something like that where you're um you're gradually kind of increasing the amount of pain that you're doing, but you're sitting at a, uh, you know, a, a com- yeah, comfortable rate. Um, so, uh, but then to be honest, I, I usually do them on the road and the, the shorter sessions I do um, on, on trail. And so something like 15, 15 by one minute with reducing recovery ah, is actually good. really good fun on like an undulating trail. Yeah, I quite um, like that sort of session as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What's your um what's your favorite active root product or flavor? Um at, at the moment it is the uh, the lemon balm electrolyte, which I'm pretty much drinking every day just because it's a bit bit warmer. Um, I haven't tried that one yet, so I'm I'm interested. I'll have to yeah, send some up to you. Um and because it's got it's got fewer calories in it, you can you can drink it as a kind of rehydration drink right. um, okay. so um yeah that that at the moment um is yeah what i'm, what I'm drinking a lot of i like it ah okay and then the final question is uh if you were to do a beer mile um i'm not going to say an active route mile but we we tend to use that sometimes what would what mm. time do you think you could do you must have done one as a hades lad surely i i think i might get under the hour under the <laughs> <laughs> I not a ten mile one. <laughs> um, I well, I mean, you know, I'm usually fairly tipsy after two pints, wow. um, and I'm not the, the the quickest pint drinker either. So, I think, I you know, I think the 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 first lap easy, the second lap would be you know a hell of a lot more of a struggle, and then uh, the, basically the, the the next two might might um 
yeah be kind of walking pace yeah. so, <laughs> <laughs> like if that. i'm able to run uh, <laughs> i do i I've, I've only done one and i've just got this vivid memory of can you remember patrick jeriatovich oh paddy hey pat g the 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 marathon runner yeah and he basically was drinking his pint and then kind of like threw up on the side of the track and then went for it again you know <laughs> just he was you know so in, intent on, on, that's, on that's, a D, that's a dq right there eh? you know <laughs> <laughs> he was barely finished throwing up. Game, his pint was already going down his throat yeah. again you know it was oh, mad. Um, yeah oh. well uh well, well well it's been james it's been great to have you on the show and uh you know firstly Congratulations on uh, your expected arrival. And when is it? June? Did you say? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. End of June. End of June. Twenty eighth. Oh, okay. Oh, that was uh, our due date um, for oh, Lennox. Right. And I think it was. Uh, well, you, you arrived on the tenth of June, the day before the the Murray Coastal Trail fifty. So uh, yes, yes, yeah. You, you never know. You might it could be a, a a double birthday right there. Eh? Double but parties. So. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm the I'm I'm the I'm the 29th of June. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, oh. so that could be yeah, we could double up there as well. Oh, I like it. I like it. Well, so, yeah. well, thank you so much again for coming on the show. And um, if, thank you. One yeah. one thing, just in terms of if anyone wants to follow or support Active Route, what's the the kind of best way of of doing that? Um. Well, yeah, I mean, we've got activeroute.co.uk um, and I'm just searching for the uh, TRS exclusive discount. Oh, oh yeah. I should have been more prepared in um, 30 seconds. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, if, yeah, if, if anyone has any kind of questions about the product or anything like that, we're usually pretty uh, quick at replying online. We've got a yeah. chat box. Um, so uh, we've got some of the events as well. You'll be you'll be at a few events coming up. Yeah, yeah. We've um, yeah, we're, we're yeah, we're at a lot of events across yeah. Scotland, particularly in, in in May. Um, so um, yeah, of course we'll be at the, all the Murray Crystal Ultras, and then uh, yeah, if, if you um, we usually highlight online whether it's on the Facebook page or on the website which ones we're going to, and yeah. at those events you can yeah either either pick up product or um it's usually available on the course as well so yeah. um but yeah the um yeah it's a trs 20 as in the number 20 which um and all capitalized gives you a 20 percent off um any any active route kit basically yeah uh, well, we'll get that yeah. we'll add that to the notes as well so you do great that. yeah listeners can can check it out literally so brilliant yeah. Well, thank you so much, James. It's been great to chat to you again. And uh, yeah, yeah, good luck yeah. for, for June. Nice and, versa, yeah. and, uh, let's let's catch up and have a little uh, bish bosh at one of the events. Uh, no doubt the shorter ones anyway. Yeah, awesome. great, great. All great. right. See ya. Brilliant. Thank you for joining us, James, or joining Kyle Ella. That's great. I'm, I haven't heard it. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Um, our favourite ginger juice, of course, is Active Root. So, and actually, that's one thing I've missed over here is, and bloody Active Root, this is my only rant against them. You try and import Active Root 
to the continent post Brexit is a bloody fortune. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, like when you go to their web, and it's again not on them. I'm blaming the British government and those who decided to vote for a Brexit. But yeah. when I, uh, it's, I have the same problem with a lot of things, but I tried to buy some, I was going to get hold of some active route last year. I was in a rush for it. I think it was Valencia. And it was going to cost me more for the shipping and customs or something than it was for the actual tubs. I thought, right, sod that. I could do, I could, I'll do the, I'll do this, I'll do this um, inferior drink for this race. Um, oh, anyway, no. I'm very much looking forward to uh, returning um if, yeah, maybe I can actually. There you go. There's some fresh news for the listeners. I'm returning to Scotland in the second half of the year. Hey. So uh, yeah, that, which is which is quite cool. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting stuck into some active route. I'll, I'll I will delve into that uh, news in future episodes. But yeah, that's cool. I can't say I'm uh, pretending to be surprised because obviously I knew I, I know that news and you know personally for me it's a it'd be a great pleasure to have Tommy back uh, in town. Reunited. Exactly. Personally. Yep. Uh, so the, you know the TRS gang, or part of the the gang, will be in force at some events, and you never know. You might even, you know, see us in in real time. Uh, once I get involved in shorter races, or even do a race and finish it, that'd be that'd be a good start. Uh, but but anyway, well, but, well let's tell us, Kyle. Tell you that was a perfect segue into your running. How how's it going? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Have you re- no. two questions? Have you recovered yet from? the acp and how are you feeling about what's about it called the, Mozart. the Mozart, Mozart race. I, I'm, good question like I'm, I'm feeling fine to be honest like i mean i'm in terms of like recovery i mean i only did 40 odd miles and i, I actually felt only. only only 40 miles i mean i've done 40 miles at that pace uh in training and i had to then keep going so training wise like training wise i'm training uh I've been doing some hills. I've been getting more onto the trails. And Tommy, Tom, I was chatting about uh, just the, the 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 this running buggy thing I've got, which is I usually use the using out and about one. I've got this Thule one, uh, and it's basically you can attach it to the bike. And it was the first time we've kind of started using it now that the days are a lot a lot better and, and warmer. Uh, but you can stick the two kids in. Uh, so Debbie's been going on the bike on the trails and I've been running. Um and I've we, we did a we did an, a run hill rep hill rep session. I, I did a hill rep session on the on this last week at some point, but I did it two weeks before that. Uh and there were like six minute, I think I talked about it actually. There were like six minute reps, but it's like from the bottom to the top. Now, the first time I did it, I was 602. 608, 60, 610. This time I did it, I was 532, 538, and 548. So, <laughs> and it was a <laughs> level of effort. So I was like, oh man, I'm bouncing up these hills. Like, you know, it was, it was brilliant. <laughs> uh, so that gave me a wee confidence booster, albeit, I mean, the Mozart 100 is going to be 12 hours of running, but it just showed like those types of sessions do work. They do get you faster, they get you stronger. And it's just muscle memory in a sense as well. Uh, so that gave me a bit of confidence. And um, at the weekend, I was doing part of my Murray Coastal 50 recce uh, for the event on the 14th of May from Forest to Cullen. Nice. So I was running from Findhorn through Rosile Woods, doing some sort of five-minute threshold efforts and felt quite good. You know, I felt, I didn't feel great. I, I felt all right. Um, like, I think it's hard for me to go, I had this amazing session because I've been running mm. for so many years. It's like, 
that you know my peak at running was probably when I was a two twenty five, maybe ten k wise when I was doing a run running a thirty minute kind of ten k. Whereas now it's I'm not really anywhere. I don't think I'm anywhere near that. Uh, so I find it different, a different um, expectation of myself when I go out for runs and do sessions. And I'm not comparing myself amongst like years ago. I'm comparing it to how I'm feeling in the right moment, you know, and like, mm-hmm. how's this? That sounds how, cool. Yeah. How's this, how's this run going to, how's this run or this training session fit in with what my current goal is, which is to, to be able to finish strongly hundred kilometers in the trails of five thousand meters of elevation. That's kind of you know. So I've so I've been doing a lot more um, work on the treadmill as well, like just just running by feel and just doing easy runs uphill, like thirty minutes easy running uphill, mm-hmm. not fast. Just thinking about the effort that I'm you know pushing out on those hills and uh, yeah, just going to start building in some longer runs now. Um, I'm, what was it? May next, I've got about seven weeks, six weeks, something like that. Seven, six, seven, seven weeks. It's 20 something of, of June, 25th of June, I think. Uh, anyway, something like that. So it's good. Yeah, I'm in a good place. I, th- I don't think there's much else I can report about my training other than it's I'm training. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not spectacular, you know, but it's training. Well, tra- at least it's, at least it's, even if it's not spectacular, at least it's happening. Well, well, let's because you know, again, I think you've got, you know, I think I'm, I think it's cool that you're going back. Really exciting for you because you know, you know the course as well. You know the event. There's so there can't be many things that will surprise you on that race day. There's there's a war of attrition as well with these types of events because I remember every time I go, like I think the difference between the <clears throat> the hundred k, the ACP one is it was all about time. Like what anyone, whatever anyone says, it was about getting a fast time. So you're always focused on pace because you want to get that qualifying time. You also need to be in the mix to get that qualifying time. But first and foremost, you've got to run the standard. And at the end of the day, regardless of who's around you, when you're running that long a distance, you just have to keep going. You know, you just have to keep Mm -hmm. moving forward and holding a pace. And however long you can hold that pace is what you're going to get. And it happens if it happens at this people ahead of you or people who aren't ahead of you, then it is what it is, you know? Uh, and look at Jason, you know, Jason Kelly, he was with the, the group and he was, he was in 10th place, you know, out with the top 10 for a while. And then he pu- pulled on through, just kept pipping everyone up and, and that was that. So, you know, it was all about just moving, keep holding that pace and what will be, will be. Whereas this event, uh, yeah, of, co- of course it's about like pace, but it's also about like, no one knows what pace you're running up a hill, like which is yeah, I was going to say thirty percent. So it's a no? completely different kettle of fish. Exactly, yeah, and, the, uh, the impact you've got to take on the descending as well. Yeah, and also take, that, that's it. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, right, rightly so. You know, like a lot of that training, just getting used to running downhill after fifty k is just it's a different getting a strong core running with poles again. I'm taking my poles this time. I was, that was exactly what I was going to interrupt you to ask. Are you running with poles? <laughs> Please tell me that you're training on with the poles up, like I, I haven't hear something for comedy. I, I, I got, I got. Remember, one of my poles broke at the UTMB. Well, oh I got, yeah, I fixed it. I fixed it myself. I was awful, awful chuffed with myself. I don't know if you, it's fixed I, I'm it not. Happens, but if, are you, do you trust your handy your craftsmanship? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a reason it broke in the first place, but uh, 
I'll, I'll trust it. I'll do my training with it and see what happens. Because the last time I did Mozart, I didn't use poles. But okay, I, so there's, I, I there's one. I nicked some sticks from the, the woods and just... That's them. right, yeah, I remember that. They were heavy as hell, so I, I don't want to go back to that. But the, the good thing about the race is you, the first section of the race is quite runnable and you don't need poles then. But you mm-hmm. can, you've got like a, a kit drop bag at the, the halfway point. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll grab my poles then, maybe grab a, another pair of shoes and crack on. Nice. Uh, but no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to mixing it up and hopefully putting in a, a good performance again. I'm, I'm, you know, under no illusion that it'll be an easy day out, uh, but it'll be just a beautiful part of the country. The part of the country is Salzburg and the, the hills are alive where the sound of music was played. If you ever want to get inspired by, and you know, just watch the sound of music and the hills around there, it's fantastic. Fantastic. So, so that's my uh, that's my kind of next few few weeks. Uh, I'd like to line up uh, the odd race here and there, but um, good. Any hill races? We're getting in, into May now. Well, there were the local hill racing tempt- uh, scene. I was half tempted to do the Stuka Croin race, but uh, just my my head's up my behind at the moment. So I fair enough. Really well, you your races uh, to organise and things coming. Oh, well, yeah, but uh, now nah, this, but I am super jealous not getting taking part in some of these events and. The, I suppose that's it gives us a great opportunity to round up some of those events that have just taken part. Yeah, absolutely. We, one one close to my heart is the Highland Fling. Ding ding, the Highland Fling was on uh, at the uh, a week ago. So I haven't got the results in front of me, but it's it's one that I've taken part myself. Uh, I've been luckily enough to win it. There must have been a. Uh, not as a st- strong as fields if I was to win it that year. Um, Rubbish. Uh, yeah, so it was the fifth, basically what the Highland Fling is, it's part of the West Highland Way, it's 53 miles, and uh, this is the first time it's been back since 2019, so, you know, a couple of years absent. Uh, and we had, basically, the, the winners of the event was, uh, who were they? I've got, I've got the results here, if that helps. Have you got the results there, have you? I do, yeah. So it was a win for Rowan Bosswood. Rowan Bosswood, yeah. Rowan Bosswood, County oh. Hill Racing, uh, 7.15. Second place, I'll just do the men when it comes to the women. Second place, Josh Backer, Dios, Royal Navy Athletics Club. And third, Robbie Dunlop, Dundee Roadrunners, 7.42, Robbie. So that. three Good. Scots on the podium, that's cool. Yeah, and then in the, the top, the, the, the third, oh, sorry, not the third, the... The female side of things, we had uh, GB Ultra International Joe Meek, who I took the, the pleasure of running with her at the, the World Trail Champs a, a few years ago. Um, so she won the event in 8.24. And we got, guess who Guess who else was running? Ironman well, champion that. Chrissy Wellington. Very taking, cool. Getting involved in the ultra scene uh, in 8.40. And then uh, I'm going to give a big shout out to the first Scott in third place as well as... Jacqueline McIntyre, 8.47 in third place. Overall, the Scottish title, wearing Amazing. a pair of tartan running shorts uh, and um, all-round awesome lass. And, uh, yeah, she's one of the winners. She was the, the, the winner of our Murray Coastal 50 event last... What was, no, was she the winner? I don't think she was. Anyway, she's been in the top, the podium positions in our events as well. So great run from Jackie. And... Uh, 
I'm sad to see her not in her tartan running shorts in the post uh, photo celebration there. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, she had them on in the race, so that's yeah, that's, that's, the, main, that's the main thing we're looking for. Tartan yeah. running shorts are, are for are for business, not show. So that's what that's why <laughs> she we're super super <laughs> proud of and for her that she had them on, and she yeah. was only seven minutes back from Chrissy Wellington. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a run. Aye. Oh yeah, the great title, run. fantastic. Uh, and then, yeah, in terms of the Masters performances, Scottish Athletics Masters Championships. Anyway, uh, it's Stephen Morrison, 821, uh, Murray Roadrunners, and also a, a friend of the Murray Way Ultras, uh, Dave Ward, HBT 834, mm-hmm. and Colin Burnett, Orkney as well, who's been a, a friend of the Murray Way Ultras. Jacqueline McIntyre, um, first Masters. John Dawson, Penny Cook, is it Penny Cook? Penny Cook. Penny Cook. Penny Cook. Oops. Jeez, oh, folk are going to be kicking off the way I say that. Ten thirty-nine and Lindsay Parker, ten forty-one. So yeah, great, great, great race. Um, beautiful event. You know, great part of the part of the world is the the West West Highland Way, and um, we'll be following that uh, the West Highland Way ninety-five mile event, which is coming up in June as well so who is Ian Beatty's the race organiser of that one so it'll be good to see how that one goes and one that I want to lace up in uh, one of these years as well so yeah that's a, a quick roundup of the, the the fling what else do we have Tommy? So what else we have is uh, today it was actually no let's, let's we'll, we'll come back to today's race we're going to go to the Scottish 10,000 metre championships which was uh, a win certainly on the we'll start with the men's side just because I've uh, I've got in front and he's a friend of the show James Donald that. for a win which was uh, which is fantastic so James winning that the 10,000 metre championships um, in a in a time of 29-29 which is which, which is uh, I think it's a PB for James so that's very cool uh, second place was Fraser Stewart Cam Harris and third place John Bell in the Clyde. So pretty cool uh, to see those three names on the on the the medalist side for the the, the championships. You have the women's results there. Yeah, uh, I do. I have the women's results. I do. Well, I, I do if you want. So on the senior women's oh, side, it was Sandy McDougall, Dundee Hawks for the win. Very good. Second place, Morvan Hubbard, AC fourth, and. Uh, it was the next second, uh, Ali Chong, Gifnick North AC. So I think I got those two long way around. I think it was Ali Chong, Gifnick, Ali was second, and Morvin Hubbard third. Um, I'm having a bit of a disaster here with the uh, with the results. Sorry about that. Um, yes, that's right. That was the right way around. Sorry, it's just a, an article I've got, not the actual results. But yeah, really cool. I mean, I, I think it's the 10,000 meter champs is something that as I've started dabbling more in track in the last year, more just training and. I would love to get back down to it. And when you look at the... Oh, here we go. I have got the results now. Um, it's really cool. You know, Will Mackay was in there. We've got, I mean, Lachlan Oates, Lyle Powell was in there, which was good. <laughs> Dougie Selman had a strong run at 30.56. So, and then, um, you know, on the on the women's side, it's, again, it's a, it's it's really cool to see uh, to see uh, a good uh, a good field out there. So, well done, everyone, at the Scottish 10,000 metre champs. Talking about... Well, I, I just want to stick to track. Just while we're on it, uh, do you see the Alexander Sorokin's world record in the track? Holy McCauley. 
So I didn't see it. Back. I saw you put that in the notes tonight, and I didn't see that. So no, tell I was going to wait. I was just staring at it right now because I'm still baffled by it. Um, so basically, the uh, what is he? Is he Lithuanian? I think he is. A- anyway, he he, um, he 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 ran he ran a world record for the hundred k. So that means he's got the the hundred k record, the hundred mile world record, twelve hour world record, and the twenty four hour world record, which is incredible when you look at the times as well. But I didn't, I didn't think, and I didn't know that he actually had the the speed to run so fast over a uh, hundred kilometers. And he, um, and and he ran, he ran it in six oh five for for hundred kilometers, which basically is five fifty five fifty four per mile um, for a hundred oh. six hours. Uh, so uh, you know, a, a kilometer three thirty nine per k. Uh, 5k in 1815. Oh, what is, it goes on 553 per mile. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. Um, he 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 234 marathons, three of them basically. Uh, two and a half, three of them. Uh, just blowing blows my mind like completely blows my mind to. To be able to, to do that for for say, I mean, you're talking. I mean, our okay. I know it's in the track. This conditions are maybe slightly more favourable, but I mean, the winner was six thirty nine for the hundred k. The British one. This guy has just ran thirty five minutes quicker. On you know, it's yeah. I mean, try running. I mean, I can't even run five fifty four. The five fifty three per mile for ten miles at the moment. You know, uh, oh. nonstop. Just baffles me. I get my question is so we've talked with this guy a fair bit on the podcast for I don't know much about him apart from the fact he keeps running world records uh, for for ultra. I mean, do we under what's his what's his training like? I mean, how do you train? He, I, think, I mean, is he? I mean, is he, he must be a world class. Surely that's he sort of was. Fit. I think. I mean, I don't know too much about him, but he, maybe I'm not too clued up on the you know the ultra running road side of things and. Uh, you know these types of events. I mean, I know I follow it. Uh, I follow a lot of the trail side of the ultra trail world side of things. Um, but I think he, from what I know, I think he used to go out like an, an animal, a battery of hell, and then just you know just disintegrate after X number of miles or minutes or hours. Uh, but he seems to be able to hold on to that pace now. He's kind of and what I don't know what he's done differently in terms of his his training. Probably training more doing more miles i would imagine uh he's going to kenya he's been to kenya a few times so maybe that's helped uh but yeah i i just it's funny because i think we maybe chatted years year, episodes ago about or, or certainly i've maybe alluded to it about folk who the previous world record holder for the 24 everyone was like oh the, this record will never be broken and here here's someone in the present moment breaking all these amazing ultra tra- ultra records um but anyway we i just wanted to to mention it because i find it just completely baffling but although it's 605 i mean we we talk about one of the scotland's best ever distance runners in terms of certainly an ultra and maybe even the, the world when it comes to your man don ritchie who is a, a northeast scottish lad and you know had a many a mention on the show his record was 609 on the track. Uh, so when you think about his record, and that was that was only broken 
um, a couple of years ago, and and it lasted for about thirty years. But in, he actually got broken. The world record got broken two weeks uh, after Don passed away a couple of years ago. So it just shows you, like, it's an it's it's certainly an incredible record, and then a record that's a challenging record anyway. But this guy's, you know, this guy's like just blown it apart. It's so it's crazy. But you know what? So when I look at this guy, and again, this is probably telling this tells you probably a lot about me, but I'm wondering what would he run for a marathon? Because he's what was he running there? Three. I mean, again, he's he he must be sorry, what's he running for a marathon? And what is the Lithuanian standard at marathon? I mean, he could he could be going to the Olympics. I guess he's I mean he's a world record holder. So oh, that's that's it. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if he's ever done a marathon before. I but, mean, if he has, maybe not in his the, the the current form that he's posed uh or, or shown. But uh now I'd be really interested to know what he could do. If he can run 234s, like surely he's a sub 220 guy. Surely you're Christ. You would think so. And I I mean again, and he is 40, so that might yeah. be. Anyway, that I just that interests me, and to be fair, the answer might be well, he's running world records and and he's competing. I assume he's competing at world championships for Lithuania. So why would he care about marathon distance at, at the you know at any championships? So that would be the other question I've got: is is he the world champion? Like, is it a part, you know he's got these world records, which are you might say not as contested as some of the shorter road ones, but he's got them. Is he does he have titles as well? I don't think he does. No. Because there's the hundred k world champs this year. Yeah, which right. we, yeah. we, I mean, is he going to that? I would. Oh, surely you would. Ha- surely you'd he's want going to, to that. cement it, wouldn't you? You know, you may as well. If you've got the world record, just turn up and win. I'm on the Lithuanian Olympic website, and unfortunately, there's not very much information no. about the about the team. <laughs> <laughs> Although there is an interesting article about uh, about uh, Andy Dominic. So <laughs> you know, he, we know it's all about board. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, very good. That's an interesting there record. Um, so, yeah, well, let's get back to shorter distance since we're a running podcast, a distance running podcast. We like to, to cover all well, distances. So, why do you know what? I'm going to jump to a double? I'm going to talk about something that was last weekend and something that was just this afternoon. So, the um, road running listeners, you will be, you'll probably be aware of the uh, incredible. Uh, there was an event last weekend. I think it was the, it was organized by ASICS. I think it was like the ASICS. Was it Meta Time Trial or something they called it? I can't oh, that's remember. right. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah I know the one you mean now. Well, 5,000, um, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, it was a 5K. I think it was 5K on the road. Um, and it was, anyway, you, we saw a lot of, uh, we saw we saw, we saw saw a lot of quick times, but most importantly, Ailish, uh, Scottish and British um, elite, uh, ran a British record, five kilometers on the road. Uh, so she ran 14.45, to win, uh, win, I think win the event. Uh, it says winner. I'm not sure if it was. I assume that was the the women's race, but they say it was a mixed 5k. So yeah, winning the women's race in a mixed race. Um, three second PB British record. I mean, absolutely amazing. Uh, really, these records are tumbling these days. I think oh, she's about British it. Records left, right, and centre. She holy moly. It's just uh, it's just quite amazing. And so that was. When was that? That was last weekend. Yeah, that was last weekend. And then she's only going to follow it up this week, just this afternoon, by winning the uh, Vitality 10,000 in London, which is, despite being called 10,000, is a road race. She won that uh, this afternoon in a PB, I think it was just outside Paula's records, 30.15 or something. That's I can't right. Find, 
She ran uh, 3023. So 30, 20, two seconds, only, only two seconds outside Paula's British record set in Puerto Rico 19 years ago. That's amazing. Ah, yeah, that's right. I see it on Twitter. Yeah, so 3023, which is incredible. She's just a hell of a, hell of a standard. And bear in mind, uh, I say this, I say this slightly tongue in cheek. We all, it sounded like it was like what we saw on our social media was how taken out she was with COVID, which I see, I, I believe her, but just blame me. Um, yeah, that's what COVID's doing. I'll have some of that. Please. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's amazing. So I can only imagine yeah. what shape she's going to be in uh, when we get towards the World Championships and whatnot. So hopefully, we haven't seen. I don't think we've seen the ten thousand team for the. For, or the 5,000 team. I assume she'll do the 10 at the Worlds. I assume she'll go to the Worlds. Um, but yeah, brilliant. A brilliant couple of weeks for Eilish. And uh, she is just a different level. Absolutely different level. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it was, um, um, I watched some of it on live stream. Um, nice. This morning. And I, while I was picking, I was uh, digging, digging up the ground because I'm planting tatties at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I had my phone at the side watching it live. Digging a hole for my tatties to go into. So I am the, the right green finger man these days. I wasn't training, I was just picking tatties. Yeah? That's <laughs> that's how I roll these days. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, watching the actual, you know, the, the race itself, um, watching the, the male side of things as well, and uh, the, 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 the ding dong between Moa Dan and your, uh, your man Mo, Mo Farah and the, the new kid on the block as well. Uh, what's his name? I've completely lost it. Ellis. Ellis. Yeah, watching him. Like I've never heard of him. To be honest. Uh, <laughs> well, what Ellis Cross's name is? What cracks me up is like it's just the headlines are as you'd imagine. Mo Farah beaten by club runner. Yeah. Like I mean, show the guy some GD respect. <laughs> I mean. Give his put his name in the headline, like yeah. Crossbeats Fire. No wonder we don't have no wonder we don't have like um household yeah. names in athletics when exactly because they're just saying headlines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's you know what they what when they write that and you know yeah, yeah BBC shame on you. I'm pointing the finger at you. Of course they write that headline because it makes someone's imagining some bloke who's rolled out of like rolled out of a couch to five k program, joined <laughs> the running club, and has somehow naturally beat uh, Mo, yeah. just yeah. inadvertently beat Mo Farah. And you think, no, this guy, yeah, he's a, okay, he's a club runner. But I mean, a club runner is a Mo Farah is technically a club runner. Mo Farah was, was a club runner. He, he, he was a club runner, and I'm, he was I'm brought I mean, up by the same system as these guys. Exactly, it's just non, and it's like you know, celebrate the guy, use his yeah. name. I mean. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, the guy, he beat, he beat more Dan as well. I mean, more Dan's a world yeah. class runner too. It's not just, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not just this guy's just rocked up as you say. Um, but I mean, I, I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant. The commentary, oh, he's getting tired, uh, and and he wasn't. You know, you could tell he looked strong, uh, but he just gave it beans, didn't he? Full beans, the last, the last five hundred meters, <laughs> just went for it. And I think Moore thought, ah, uh, I'll just hold on and. Yeah, he'll, he'll soon tire. He'll soon tire. But um, yeah, I thought it was great to watch that event. Um, great to see someone like 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 him. Just, I mean, that's what happened to Mark Scott. Like these guys, like they don't yeah. just come from nowhere. They they they've trained. They've trained. They just need that next step. That's the guy's next step. I mean, I was looking at his power ten earlier today. The I bet that took I bet that took a surge of hits today. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd love to see the stats in that bad boy. Holy moly. But like he's always been in there. He's not got incredible times. He did he's got a well athletics profile. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, assuming that wasn't created today. 
so like I mean he did I haven't got it to hand like his power of 10 but he did, he has that run a 29 flat at the night of the 10Ks and I think he's he's taken mm. a lot of you know and he's gone he's done the, the he's done 28.47 yeah 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 so like he's not a, he's, he's not a mug a, yeah he's not a club he's, he's a club runner but a club runner who's got severe ped- pedigree and is is uh, at an international level as well so but you know yeah, it kind of it comes back down to that point i was making about because i you know i look at that race and okay vital 10,000 looks like a great event i'd actually love to do it but i think about the french 10k champs i did and it's like they've got a race that is exclusively to for the championship you've got to be a club runner so you've got jimmy vico and his club not jimmy vico sorry he's a sprinter jimmy um gressier in his club vest um, everyone's in a club vest, and I would love to see that. Say, right, this is the British 10k champ, 10,000 chance. We're gonna have a we're gonna run, we're actually gonna let it run out on its own in front of the race. There'll be an open race, but this is separate. And poop and say to Mo, you want to compete? All right, you're gonna have to have you paid your, your club fees this year, Mo? <laughs> yeah. Have you paid your British Athletics yeah. membership? I'm sure he gets it on the house. Yeah. And if you haven't, then we also need you to see your club vest. And yeah, if you want to stitch a Nike logo onto it, fill your boots. Yeah, but I we think there, there's a we'll that would be then. cool. He wouldn't be British. Say he ran the race. He wouldn't have run because he didn't have a club vest on. Do you need to wear a club vest? I mean, oh. I'm sure that I, I assumed, I mean, again, I don't, I'm, I maybe have made that up. I assume it was the British champs today. I'm pretty sure I read some. It was the British champs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually on the same, well, I'm not, just, I'm not just going anti-mo here on the same point. Ailish didn't have a Dundee Hawks vest on. Oh, I'm like, yeah. you know, I've always got a lot of, and again, it's a Nike thing, but I've always been really impressed with Mark Scott's always in the BTC vest. Aye. That yeah, club yeah. is a club. And yeah. I think that's where, like, imagine you talk about club athletics. How cool does it make club athletics is yeah. if the top guys are out in their yeah. club vests? Now, I know they need to promote their sponsors. Just stick to the sponsor, you know? Stick but Gucci puts on new, puts a wee new balance black logo on his vest. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, get, I just, get, the, get the yellow train back on there, you know, and just do exactly. what you need to do with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I was uh, impressed by the event. It's nice to see it. It was cool. Go into Facebook Live and just see there was actually something interesting on. Because uh, that's that cool. I watched it. It was on BBC, but just you know, while I'm digging my ta- digging digging for some tatties. Uh, but here you go. Kudos to Athletics Weekly. I mean, a great outlet. You wouldn't expect anything less than this. Their headline reads: Ellis Cross takes down Mo Far at Vitality London Ten Thousand. That's better. That's, that's spot better, on. Because you know? I read that yeah. and you think that's his name. I mean, that, that, it promotes him. Yeah, exactly. And that's what he needs. Like someone like that needs that if he wants to go that extra mark level or that that next step, like Mo Farah and Mark Scott did all these guys, Ailish, like you need to tell the people who their names are. Tell but them, you know, don't don't absolutely. Just a runner. But that thing is that that's that's I you know, we talk about this a lot in here, and I know it's like a permanent discussion on runners. That's part of the problem the sport has. That we don't brand the. It's not very well branded and marketed, and there's no story. We lack stories. So suddenly you've got this guy who's beaten Mo, and it's just like it just becomes yeah. a headline. He's just a generic club runner. Yeah, you know. Oh, I Mo mean, had a bad day. Well, wow. I mean, exa- yeah. Say Ellis Cross. Don't say produced the run of his life. I'm sure he had a great. It's an amazing run. There's no doubt about it. But I just, I just get frustrated with these things. And yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I don't say loving. Um, Drive to Survive, and that creates such an amazing story about Formula One. And you really, oh, I need to watch that. I've heard it's oh, just class. And suddenly, yeah. I'm going as someone who is, uh, I would say, a, a sort of armchair Formula One fan. I enjoy watching it. I wouldn't describe myself as like a, a super fan. And suddenly, I'm interested about who's driving the Alpha Tauri this season. And that, you know, and that's, <laughs> but that's because that you it creates this story. And I, too often, we've got, I mean, the Boston Marathon, 
Uh, this year, I mean, the Boston is good because it kind of normalizes stuff, but London is Kipchoge and a group of guys who you maybe don't know the, who they are yeah. as a yeah. as a as a sort of as a regular fan, and then the British guys don't even get a camera on them. When we do get like a, a you know a head to head today, two British athletes, Mo and Ellis, running, you don't yeah. get anyway. Yeah, there's no like. British championships, eh? I mean, like the snooker. There's the British snooker championships, and every man and his dog are, you know, you're you're battling for that title. Everyone follows it. Everyone's interested in who the British champion's going to be. But yeah, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, um, I mean, Scottish Lakes made a big deal about the, the ten thousand meter champions, which was great last week. That was well cel- that was celebrated. As it should be ACP was well celebrated. I just think like today, what a shame! Like that Ellis Cross, and I'm going to keep saying yeah. his name, Ellis Cross. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully, like, hopefully, he'll get that recognition, like because he'd be a—he's a British champion, British oh. ten thousand meter champion, amazing uh, field. in a stacked field, full of uh, non-Brits as well, and international athletes taking part too, like in London of of all the places. So yeah, um, I mean, I've just got a photo from the start. I mean, it's yeah, it's a it's a hell of a, there's a some big ah Del Rey's in the start list. I haven't seen any yeah, results. I, yeah, Del Rey, that's well, cool. I've got some of the the results here from a Scottish perspective um, Steph 12 as well as yeah. well Derek Hawkins was uh he was running 17th place 307 uh Del Rey got I think he got a PB so 30 wow. so great run from from Derek uh, is that Sean Fontana Sean Fontana is in a safe sky vest is Fontana he? we're a club vest man <laughs> Jesus Christ wait you look at that I didn't know he was doing it was he yeah, he's in, well. I mean, that's you couldn't. I couldn't uh, mistake that. That's definitely him. <laughs> Bloody hell! Oh me, I didn't know he was doing it. But, uh, but this that, guy, I mean, oh god, <laughs> no, no comment. Uh, in in the wheelchair, the the wheelchair racing as well. We had um, Sam S- Samantha Kinghorn, uh, the Scottish lassie, who was taking part. Uh, now she's a sprinter. So for her to be taking part in the the ten thousand is amazing. Just shows how versatile she is as a as a wheelchair athlete. Um, so yeah, great, great, great result from Samantha there. And uh, I think she's looking to go to the Commonwealth Games and do the fifteen hundred meters. Uh, nice. As well. So yeah, great, great result from Samantha there. So well done. And yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I don't, as I say, Steph 12 was running, I think she was maybe fourth or fifth. Jess Piaseke was taking part. I think she got a, I think she was slightly outside her, her, her personal best. Uh, Steph 12, yeah, she was fifth in 33.45. So slightly slower than her best. Um, I'm not sure, you know, how, how things are with Steph, uh, but I'm sure she's going in the, in the, in the right way, hopefully. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. So other than that, like there's a couple other uh, mentions I want to chat about in terms of the hills. Let's get to the hills, Tommy. Now I feel like we've we've hills. not, we've not um, given hill running as much justice as we should. Firstly, because there's less results, uh, less races last year in the last couple of years, and and secondly, this the hill running season has just started uh, we're in full swing um so yeah stuka croin was the the scottish championships the scottish hill running championships this year uh which is 20 i think it's like 22 kilometers of of running in the hills um 
and that was at the weekend. And and Andrew Douglas and Doug was the clear winner by over five minutes in two eight two oh eight oh eight. Tim Morgan was second in two thirteen fifty nine. And your third place goes to two uh, Dan Dry of Shettleston Harriers in two fourteen fifty six. In terms of the the female side, we had, uh, I know, is it? yeah, Carolyn Morwick was the first runner in two forty nine oh four Highland Hill runners. So great run from from Caroline. And your second was Ella Peters Westerlands two fifty four. And uh, CJ McPhail was third in 254. And I, I mentioned to uh, is Angela Mudge, legend that is, uh, Oklahoma, she's running for just now in 255 as well, who uh, was the first veteran and also the first 50 veteran as well. So, yeah, well done to all the runners taking part in that. It looked like a, a decent field of, of runners. Um, we had, I think it was a 240 runners take a part. So, yeah, great run. Uh, great, 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 great spread of runners taking part. So, there you go. Uh, and I think that kind of rounds up all the, some of the results. I mean, there's there's a hell of a lot more results than that. But, geez, oh, can you do? I think I think that is pretty good. So, I think then the uh, the key thing then, Kyle, is for the first time, We've got a couple of runs, actually. <laughs> we do, and I think the, they're not all, first. They, they, they're they're self-made rants as well. So yeah, oh yeah, the, me and Kyle, we yeah. <laughs> we're just negative Nellies. We, we are. So like, I mean, listeners, you were great at giving us rants, and we haven't had many rants for a while. And we know we know many of you listen because we've been looking at the stats recently, and they're just they're, they're through the roof, which is. Which which is great for us because it means we'll well, well maybe not because it means we have to keep doing it uh, to to serve our purpose in in the world of of running here. Uh, but my rant, right? So I I mean I I'm not I'm not a huge social media fan. Unfortunately, I need it for my my kind of jobs and you know I'm not, I, you know I, I I like to scroll now and again, but I like to just know about news and running and things like that. I'm just a bit of a geek and obviously I like to see people in real time. It's great. It serves its purpose to see people and to see what they're up to and things. But, but I mean, like I was scrolling and it just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, Tommy. So someone, I don't know who this person is, uh, but one of these Facebook pages that I've subscribed to, Ultra Running or something, uh, someone someone posts a photo of their, their foot and their toes. And one that basically they're asking for advice. And what's wrong with my foot? What's wrong with my toes? My toes are permanently crossed over like this. So they've got their toes crossed over like that and they've taken a picture of it and they're like, anyone got any advice on what I should do? <laughs> to a Facebook post, like to, to people who What was the group? Got, what was was the group? or something like that. So this person has ran and they've done something to their toe and their toes now crossed over and they can't move it back into place. So it's like, the cro- like a crossing your fingers type. Crossing crop. your fingers, yeah. That's what their toe looks like. And and I was just looking at the, the comments and, and I was looking at this idiot who asked for advice and all basically everyone's saying in the comments, go to, go and see a medical professional. Like, <laughs> I, I think... I or think go to even, WebMD as a... I mean, yeah. not, not Facebook. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and like... 
it just it just baffled me like why people think it's a good idea to do that like your toe is crossed over it's not crossed and you can't just ask for advice on facebook like go and see someone about it you know that a hospital that a, exactly like, <laughs> go ahead. Seek an expert opinion of you that concerned that's something that is a that's a look at me look how look how badass of an ultra runner i am i've run so not i'm such a gnarly runner that my inadvertently crossed like, my toes over why would you do that but like the guy sounded uh, the guy i can't remember who it was uh, it was like i, I sent it to you because i thought it was just the comments were really funny and I know it's not funny, but like, don't, but the, the comments were funny, but they were all serious. So like, go and see someone about it. Like, yeah. You know, like go and don't, don't ask us for advice. If you're, if your structural makeup is, you know, starting to deform, you know, uh, but is- I, I just, <laughs> but you know what I, I mean i just think why would you why would that be your first port of call, call to be like oh my god i'm con- deeply concerned about this i better <laughs> jump onto facebook i better jump onto an ultra running facebook group <laughs> yeah to get some to, to canvas opinion on what i should do i mean i was saying to cal beforehand what is uh like you know i with this okay different different type issue but with this groin i was a bit like i was like at first i was like i'll be i'll just it's probably just a strain there i'll just ice it it'll be fine and and it, you know, right. thankfully, my sensible wife said to me, go and see the doctor. So I went to see the doctor very quickly. And yeah, sure enough, I'm bloody glad I went to see the doctor because he's saying, yeah, okay, you need to get that fixed. It's a hernia. I mean, see, so you went on the Running Friends Scotland and and, and oh. said, I've got, look at my, look at my groin. You took a picture of your groin and said, anyone got any advice? Like, I'll give you a slap, you know? Yeah. Be like, go and see someone. Like, what are you doing? Don't, don't rely on... Exactly. Uninformed people who you know have no idea what's. I mean, what you've got, if you leave it, can be potentially quite serious. Uh, you know, it's it's not it's something that you you've got to treat seriously, and uh, and you've done the right thing by by seeking professional advice. You know, uh, exactly. Especially, when it's a, I mean, okay, I get it. If you're, I get physio can be quite expensive. I get why I you know I don't I don't I don't. Uh, endorse it but i cannot i do understand why some people, some people yeah. are physical. I understand why people say oh, i can't get to physio too you know fine okay but a doctor i mean I, you've got I, that that, yeah. photo, that photo with the cross toes <laughs> go and see a doctor so i mean so to the, if you're listening i hope you've gone to see the doctor after written that post uh and and, and anyone and anyone if you've you know Please, please don't like you know. Don't ask us for advice if you've got something like that happening because we'll we'll rip into you. And that would be. You know, I, wait, I can't wait for like, the day. We then they go on our TRS fan page and start sending pictures of your any of your newly found deformities or yeah, exactly. Noses out of place anything because it's just no. Care. We're not the platform for that, you know. Yeah, uh, we'll send you to your your nearest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <PP. laughs> <laughs> so the, that is, a, I think there's a comedy rant. The, the rant yeah, yeah. I had on my side, and this wasn't really a rant. It's more just like a showing of, in, is it in, I'm incredulous? I don't know what the word, how do you say, is it incredulity? Anyway, oh. I was just bamboozled by this, this event, which many of you all have heard of. I hadn't. Um, it's called Highland Kings. I don't know how I managed to miss this. Maybe it's come overseas. I'm not following uh, Scottish news outlets. But anyway, this is an ultra runner, an ultra race, sorry. That was held, I think it was last week by the looks of it. Um, it describes itself. In fact, let me it's called Highland Kings. I'm gonna descri- I'm gonna do a few things. I'm gonna read its tagline: race like a warrior, recover like a king. 
So that that is that's the first red flag. Yeah. Okay. Then it describes itself. Wow. We're giving this race free uh free coverage of There's more coverage in it get than uh, my races here. Holy anyway, it, it goes on to describe itself as world's first premium ultra, red flag number two, over four days covering 120 miles of the most rugged yet scenic terrain on Scotland's west coast, designed by ex-special forces with a world-class support, i.e. this is so bloody badass, This you need to be absolutely gnarly to do it. <laughs> designed by ex-special forces with a world-class support crew behind you every step of the way. Then, revel in a luxury wilderness ultramarathon. What on earth is a luxury <laughs> wilderness ultramarathon? The first of its kind, apparently. That's why I don't know what it is. Not just it's- a race experience, but an unparalleled journey covering all key aspects of your preparation, physical, mental, nutritional, and more. Now, I can only assume, assume more is bankruptcy because it's £15,000 <laughs> to enter this luxury wilderness ultramarathon. Um, they've got a quote from Sir, Ra- Sir Ranulph Fiennes, who there is no way, there is absolutely no way he backed this, right? He's, born, he's a volunteer. I don't believe that. Well, they've obviously paid him a lot of money to do it. He describes it as a pioneering ultra, bringing together, bringing the best of Scotland to deliver a unique luxury, endurance, and immersive wilderness experience. Anyway, I said to Kyle beforehand, I see that they're sponsored by Garmin. Kyle corrected me. No, they're not sponsored by Garmin. You get a Garmin as part of your entry. Yeah. Like, this is not like a T-shirt. You're not getting a free T-shirt that, that doesn't fit. This is a Garmin mark, M-A-R-Q, which apparently is a new thing. And then, right, I'm just going to, this is, I could go, this is quality. Luxury <laughs> endurance, a new world of trail racing. And then we've got a few stats in here. One of just 40 warriors on the first Highland Kings adventure. Warriors, okay, red flag number four. Arrive <laughs> at the start in your best shape with seven months of world-class coaching and support provided you from the day you sign up. Experience one of the most majestic regions in the world. Fair. If you're yeah. fair, that's fair. Access to our sporting concierge. Red flag number five, to coordinate all your arrangements and answer any queries you may have. Benefit from a sport support crew, including world champion endurance athletes. That is quite cool. I've often thought there's a market for that to let people be an elite for a day, just be paid by a support crew. Relax and recover with luxury overnight stays, camping in the wilderness. Dine on gourmet cuisine from Michelin chefs. This is not a tub of stories at the finish. And the best I gotta admit, like the last thing I want is a Michelin star <laughs> meal after an ultra. I want that fucking burger. But well, that—that's the thing, right? At the at the uh, and then actually the last one I've got to say because this is like this is for the modern day Instagrammers. Personalized videos and imagery to share with friends and family from some of the world's best extreme sports videographers. So basically, that's a fifteen grand package, which is bonkers. Um, and actually, what makes me laugh? I saw I think it was last week because there were some photos floating around on Twitter. And uh, there was an aid station, and it had salmon moose, a little <laughs> ramekins, a little ramekins at the side, like, and it had like you know shortbread. I mean, it's just well, and as an aid station, an aid station. Yeah, I will find a picture and I'll share with you. It was just, I mean, I I think that either this is just an enormous piss take, and which it probably is, or it's just someone who has decided to capitalize on. What is peak ultra running? Like, you know, be, I don't know, a way. It's just, who's, what market is that for? I don't know. Like, I, who's I, got that money lying around just to do an event like that? I, I, I would love to know who they are because uh, they, they could be, they, they could be, um, they could help the, the Athletics Trust Scotland there. Eh? 
could be a major donor for for my side of things. It could be uh, supporting the next generation. Eh? <laughs> I mean, there's an article here I've stumbled upon about a couple who decided to do it for their wedding. So there's two yeah. of them. They spent thirty grand, thirty <laughs> grand on an ultra marathon. They might have got a ten percent discount or something, maybe. But you know what? It's 120 <laughs> miles over four days. Now, let's be honest. I don't know how much you would pay to get like a guide to do that yourself. I mean, I, I, I not 30 grand, that's for sure. But I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, no, but you're paying I'm, for the speedboat. You're paying for a speedboat to go. Uh, that's your five grand, right? <laughs> I think you get a speedboat to take you across the, the island, don't you? But you also this this package of of like. Uh, Oh, they were American. There you go. I'm not, there that's you go. Uh, that. I mean, it's but it's just like Aye. listen to this. Listen to this quote, Kyle. As a unique luxury endurance event, the morning wake-up call from the butlers was definitely helpful. <laughs> oh my god! When I'm at home, I don't have the time to prepare breakfast. I end up doing a lot of running on an empty stomach. Uh, the breakfast choice was amazing. We've tried some of Chef Alan Murchison's recipes at home, and his coconut rice we really loved. So it's good. I mean, it's not porridge and a banana, is it? Alan Murchison, he's a runner. Is he? He used to be a runner. I'm sure he is. He was. Uh, was he part of it? Was He He was like in Inverness Harry. I'm sure he was. Back in this day, anyway. Anyway, I mean, I I could go on about this all the time. Part of me still doesn't actually believe it's true. Uh, it's, I just can't get my head around it. I've, but, seen, um, I've, seen no, um, I've seen no runners taking part in it, like I know of. I don't know any of these, any of these people. Like, oh, here we go. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's that's all I was going to say. I, I don't, I, I've, I've, I don't know anything about it. Garmin have tweeted. Garmin tweeted on uh, on Saturday. Thanks for bringing this to our attention. To confirm, Garmin is not an official sponsor of this event, nor has any association with it. The Garmin <laughs> product is given to an entrance were purchased independently by the organisers for their participants. <laughs> that go. is sly because on their website it looks like it's endorsed. Oh really? Um, and then it was actually yeah. Then there's this uh, salmon mousse ramekins and all. I mean. <laughs> it's got like a wedge of lemon jammed in it. I mean, it's so. Oh. You know, what? if you're the organizer of this, in in return for what has been free marketing from us, we would love to let you come on and defend your uh, defend your event. I mean, uh, I if I mean, we we can't promise. Well, we if you give us a free entry, we'll, uh, we'll we'll endorse it. Oh, there we go. That would be look at that. PRS, uh, yeah. <laughs> We'll we'll come and do how it. How to run a how to run a successful event? Yeah, <laughs> um, just, uh, Anyway, I, if you so basically, listeners, if any of you have done it or any of you have got friends who are doing it, then please, please get in touch. I would love to hear more about this because I, I I still don't believe it's just a massive scam that didn't that just didn't actually happen. <laughs> it's uh well. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And if, if you want, if you've done the Money Way Ultras and you've done this, we'd like to know, uh, you know, what one has the better A station food as well. Although you should be warned, <laughs> listeners. So Kyle was telling me before, and Murray Way Ultra, it's a bargain. It's only going to be £5,000 per entry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an bargain. bargain. Yeah, you get a you butler. Can... I'm your butler. Exactly. You, two of you can do it for only ten grand. I mean, that's a third <laughs> of the price of Highland. Exactly. King. Bargain. There you go. Brilliant. Well, anyway, that's uh, that's enough from, from them. Uh, yeah, well, other than that, I mean, I think we're all good, are we? 
think we are. Yeah, I think that was very good. What have you got on this week, Kyle? Any no races this weekend? We well tomorrow night uh, we, we're recording on no not tomorrow night and uh, Wednesday night we've got the second of the Athletics Trust Scotland Proms Summer Series races. Uh, of so course, very good. The weather's looking good. The wind the wind factor's looking good. That we don't have much wind, so I'm hoping to see some fast times and uh, a decent field of runners. And then the rest of the week will just be. Again, more race stuff. Uh, race prep is planning for the the Murray Coastal Fifty in a week Saturday, and and then just starting to to march on with the the Murray Way One Hundred, which also has a relay as well. So if any listeners want to get a team for the relay, you can. Uh, we have, we actually do. You know, unlike the the Highland Kings, we are offering a discount code, which is TRS twenty five. So feel free have a look at the website and. See if you want to form a team and get involved in that one too. Uh, but yeah, other than that, that's uh, that's about it for me. Um, yeah, just what about you? What have you got planned this week? Uh, good. Co- I'm actually down. I'm in down to the southwest, down to the Pyrenees tomorrow with work for uh, a few days. Unfortunately, I won't. Do you know it's really annoying? Even though I'm not running, if I could go and take my bike, like oh, this is you not I would, bike. Well, um, it was all planned last minute. So I'm on a flight, and it's just I'm only there for two nights. So it's not really going to. Ah, like take a hire a bike out there or something. Well, um, it's quite. Uh, anyway, I'm, long story short, I'm not going to have time to do that. I, you know, because I'm only there for two busy work croissants and then dining, wine, yeah, wine and dining busy. later on in the evening. Popping more, popping more buttons. So yeah, so that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. but yeah, the weekend. Uh, I don't know if I actually. Uh, I'm. What was I thinking? I was pl- anyway, probably explore more Parisian exploring. Now the weather's turned pretty warm. I think it's 20 degrees this come weekend. So oh, probably go out. Yeah, you rub it in for these northern listeners. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, I'm enjoying what I can. But you know, I went out on the bike for the first time last weekend, for the first time, for the first time this year, like a proper ride. Um, so I got about 75 miles in, which was good. Out in the, the Valley de Chevreuse, which is a, which is nice. Um, so I'm feeling like the bike legs starting to come back and I'm trying to, uh, I would love to shape up uh see if i can get down to the something some high mountains uh in the coming months oh, get some big climbs in that'd be great plans of food so yeah we'll see that and uh but yeah otherwise it's a it's a quiet one um hope i'm seeing we'll probably we'll probably record next week before then but i'm i'm seeing this surgeon next week a consultant to get uh to talk about this hernia and i'm hoping actually you know the benefits of being on a private medical out here that i might be able to get it quickly so that would be very good oh that'd be good well fingers crossed and yeah, I hope for you. You get you have a speedy recovery as well, and I'm sure the listeners will because they don't want to hear my rambling, my ramblings of training every week on week out. So more to the point, they don't want to hear my whining. I think is more uh, that 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 as well, especially whining, you know, whining and whining. If whining, I whining, whining and buttons popping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, well, on that note, we're just gonna we're gonna pop this show. That doesn't even make sense. I was gonna just ignore what I just said. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. We're going to wind this show down and uh, <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap it up with some Ali McIver to finish you all off. Here you go. Thank you.
damage, but never brutal, because we'll walk the wind and rain. You got Tommy, you got Kyle, they bring news, they drink brews, they do interviews, they like park run and cross country. And that's a wrap.